Hello, welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Joe Belsan, an organic gardener and foodscaper who writes the gardening column for the county's Golden Gazette newspaper. Now, this is Joe's second show with Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. You'll remember he was here in the spring to tell us how to start a garden. He's now back to tell us how to steer our gardens through the dog days of summer. Now, retired from Unisys, Joe teaches organic and container gardening and provides advice at his local farmer's market. And Joe, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show with us today. Thank you very much. So what have you been doing since we last chatted? Pulling weeds. Pulling weeds, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not because it's something that you enjoy or want to? Nope. One of those things that you kind of have to. Pulling pulling weeds and slapping myself, killing mosquitoes. All right. All kinds of bugs. So why is it that uh, when I I have this area for grass and I have this area for plants, the the grass grows where the plants grow and the weeds grow where the grass grows and the plants grow? <laughs> That's about the size of it, and it, you just and you just can't get ahead of it. Uh, Advice for uh, for for doing the weeds a little at a time, try to stay ahead of it. Mulching is the best. Oh, really? Way to do it. Yeah, and and uh, you know, ironically. I watched my neighbors, um, they have their lawns cut. Everybody has their lawn cut by somebody else. Right. But they, uh, they bag the grass, mm-hmm. okay, and then they put it out on the, on the uh, sidewalk for uh, pickup mm-hmm. for the trash. Right. Which goes into our landfills and, you know, whatever. But the best thing to do with those grass clippings, if you're collecting them like that, mm-hmm. is to spread them around. In your in your garden where you where you have your plants, oh. okay, just keep them a, a couple of inches away from the stems of the plants. All hmm. right, okay. Depending on how deep the grass clippings are. Right. Okay. And uh, that usually is enough to uh, suppress the weeds. Really. And I, the and the grass clippings deteriorate. They go into the garden. You're you're huh. improving your soil. Yeah. You know yeah. the till of the soil, and uh you're 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 saving that much space in the landfill well you know i i'm 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 guilty of that. I cut my own grass, but I do get the one or two bags of of grass clippings, mm-hmm. especially if it goes like two weeks and I'm always so particular about keeping the grass clippings out of the the flower beds and all that so well it it's funny you know i people I'm not much for grass okay mm-hmm. <laughs> well. You got to cut people it like Bill or... Maher. You know they have they have a different story about that, but um, the thing about grass, if you if you look at uh, the public parks that we have in mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. or even in the county, um, they they cut the grass. Mm-hmm. All right, they don't collect the cl- the clippings. Right, just, just okay. let it settle. I right? guess. Now, some old timers will will tell you, well, you can't do that because that'll cost cause thatch. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, thatch is the result of poor soil where your grass is growing, and that that has nothing to do with you with, cutting with the, the grass. grass yeah. Okay. Okay. I recommend when when uh, when I'm talking to people, teaching classes, whatever, in the springtime, the first time that you cut your grass. If you leave the clippings on, you're mm-hmm. providing almost 25% of the fertilizer needs of your lawn. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Okay. So you're saving money. And if yeah. you, you know, do that for, I do that normally. I leave the grass clippings on through, uh, through the end of July, as a matter of fact. Wow. Okay. Then I start collecting them because I want to put, sure. put it into the garden and, and help the soil. Okay. You know. I I've learned something new, uh, and I remember back when a kid, as a kid, when I was cutting grass, we we didn't bag grass. We That's just right. you know cut it and have yep. it there. So oh wow, okay, interesting. So let's talk. Uh, we are in in the dog days of summer. It's hot, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and I don't want to be cutting grass when it's hot, but it still seems like it grows, especially with the summer well, thunderstorms you, and get the rain and stuff like that. If you have enough cold libation, you know to go along to go along with it. That's true. That's true. You can stop every few feet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I normally have to. So uh, gardening in the summer, it, it's a particular set of skills or some things that we need to kind of do different? It's a challenge. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a challenge because I, I was talking with Grace just a few minutes ago about how the climate or the environment has changed here uh, in northern Virginia over the years. I mean, I've, I've been doing this now for some 40-some-odd years and I've seen a lot of changes, like in temperature, uh, the amount of rain that we get. Uh, three years, four years ago, uh, it was a pure drought. Mm. Um, uh, we didn't get any rain for a good four to five weeks. Right. Uh, I, I was, uh, at the time, I had uh, uh, helped my church put in some garden plots. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put in some plants and... Unfortunately, they, you know, yeah, didn't make it. We did, didn't didn't make it because we we just didn't have the access to the to the water mm. and it didn't rain. Right, you know, right. Period. And uh, now over this this particular year, uh, we had a lot of rain in the spring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then we we started. Uh, uh, we went a, a few weeks, a couple of weeks without rain. Mm-hmm. Um, in my where I live in Fairfax City. It's 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 funny. I they the storms are predicted to come through Fairfax City. We get alerts from the police. <laughs> right, okay, right. be careful, <laughs> thunderstorms. And I'm standing in my front yard, uh, and I'm looking due north, and I'm watching the storm clouds pass over Oakton and McLean right. and Fairfax City, or at least in where I live. Right, right. Not a drop of rain is full, you know. You need, you need to take that big dome off and, your and house. I'm, and I'm praying for it, you know. But, so, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very frustrating. So, I mean, the, the, the answer to it is uh, uh, having a raised bed, number one. Oh. Okay. Uh, what that does for you uh, is to allow the water to drain mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Okay. Then, if you were, if you didn't have a raised bed, hmm. container gardening the same way. Okay, um, th- that's a that's a good example of of how how it works. If you were to pour water into a container garden, mm-hmm. okay, and you had good drainage at the bottom, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna come out, and you're not going to end up with uh, mud. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. The same way with a raised raised bed. Okay. The the water is going to dissipate. And the plants are going to get enough as the rain it, as the water comes exactly. in. Is what you're saying, yeah. and then it won't have excess. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you get too much water, um, 
like uh, let's take a tomato plant for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. too much water and the the tomato itself is is going to be like mush mm-hmm. and it's not going to have any taste it's not going to have any you know right uh, it's not going to stay together when you cook it or cut it how, when it's when it's dry and you haven't gotten a lot of rain are how do you know other than looking at your plants and they're you know <laughs> just all drooping over i mean are there rules for like watering your plants and in, in your garden like how often how much the, uh, the 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 rule that most gardeners live by is at least an inch of water a week. Hmm. Now, how do you that measure? Yeah, how that do you, doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, depending on how you water mm-hmm. is the key. Again, I'm watching my neighbors with their lawns, and and uh, they're using a sprinkler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're doing it like three o'clock in the afternoon, and unbeknownst to them, they're losing anywhere from thirty to forty percent of the water due to evaporation. I was going to say, it's not wise to water during the hot, is it? It's exactly right. Okay. The best time to water is actually in the morning uh, before sunrise. Okay. Because then the the uh, the sun will dry up the water that's on the leaves and stuff like that. You reduce the incidence of disease and bugs and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. It's uh, And it's the same way with your, your garden, mm-hmm. okay? Now, what I do in, in my garden, uh, I have... Plants like tomatoes and uh, uh, eggplant, etc. Uh, I take a, uh, a half-gallon bottle and I put a pinhole in the bottom. And I walk around with a container of water and one of these, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, the, the ones that you use for your transmission uh Oh, a funnel. Okay, okay. A funnel. Okay. And I and I say that one specifically because it's usually about two to three feet long. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you can still find them because, you know, we don't, we don't deal do with that our transmission anymore. <laughs> anymore. But uh, what I'll do is fill up the uh, the half-gallon bottle, mm-hmm. which is right at the, at the uh, base of the plant, okay? And I will do that once every three days depending on whether we get any rain or not. Okay. And that will... That will uh, so it trickles because out Because of that, that little, slow drip, that little it really hole. gets down to the roots, yeah. Oh, wow. So does it, uh, does it kind of self-regulate itself, I guess? If it's... T- mm-hmm. Like if the soil is wet, will it, I guess it's still going to drip. It's still, it's still okay. going to drip, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. You know, it's, wow. it's not one of those self-regulating. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do that with the plants in the garden. I also do it with plants in uh, containers. Which works very well. So what if folks go out there with their garden hose and their sprayer? Say they don't have a sprinkler system. How, how should you water your plants that way? You should use a, use a uh, watering bucket. Okay, that's okay. the way to do and, it. And okay. water, the, water the individual plants. Okay. If you're watering your lawn, uh, like I say, do it really early yeah, in yeah, the morning. Yeah. If you're watering uh, uh, flowers the same way, my... My darling wife gets up uh, very early in the in the in the morning, and uh, she's out there with the hose. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling her, "Hey, 
that's not the way to do it. Just use a watering can and. Well, but what if you got you know a hundred plants or flowers or things? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. The, the thing that I would do then is, and I've and I've done this before, with uh, strawberry plants, mm-hmm. is to uh, take a hose, mm-hmm. all right, or one of these soaker hoses. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can buy them, okay. Or what you can do is take an old hose and put, take a hammer and a nail and make holes in it, plug up the end with a, with a cork, okay, connect it to your faucet, mm-hmm. all right, turn it on very low, mm. and, it, and the water will just seep through okay. that hose, right. through the holes, and, and, and so you're not having soak to go your, out there every soak day. your plants, yeah. exactly. Oh, that's a um, Smart way to do it. Smart yeah. way to do and it, it. And, it, and it's a, a cheap way to do it. You save a lot of money and save a lot of water wow. besides. Wow, okay, okay. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. So not only is hot temperatures drought, but when we do have rain, we get puddles of water everywhere that leads to breeding mosquitoes. So we're out there, and it seems like they're worse every year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't, I can't give you any more suggestions than what uh, the CDC and, and uh, the local agencies have right. in terms of emptying any containers yeah, that you tip, have. tip and toss. But the one, a couple of things that I have found uh, that are a deterrent to mosquitoes okay. are various plants. Please, like, we want to know that, yeah. Uh, like lemon balm, catnip. Uh, I found a plant, this was years and years ago, uh, a plant called Sweet Annie. It's an herb, Mm -hmm. all right? And uh, I had it in the garden. It was about three feet high. And the one thing I noticed, there were no bugs on it at all. Interesting. I was being bothered by gnats. So I took a couple of the fronds from from the plant, squashed them in my hand, rubbed them over my face, no nuts. Interesting. And, and that was the, a Sweet Annie? So, this is Sweet Annie. Okay. And for the last, uh, oh, probably five, six years, I've been planting, taking a Sweet Annie plant along with lemongrass, okay, which is, I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. And I put that at the, 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 the back door, mm-hmm. which is a door that's used most right, right. during the summertime. And no bugs at all in the house. Wow. No bugs, you know. But uh, lemongrass is a, is a uh, Asian plant mm-hmm. that you can find in Asian stores. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the, uh, the, way to, the way to handle them, you, you can start them by just putting the plants in water. Okay. And it takes about two or three weeks for the roots to develop. Okay. Then you put it in the soil, and it makes the nice thing about lemongrass is that it 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 makes a, a beautiful plant, okay, for uh, decoration. Okay. But you can also make tea from the leaves. Oh wow! You use the roots for or the base of the plant for making uh, Asian dishes, stews, soups, and things plant. like that. Yeah. yeah. So is it a kind of a small plant? Big? Does it grow wide, <laughs> tall, or It'll it'll grow to about three feet. Okay, so not overbearing. And uh, it'll it'll spread. Okay, uh, so it's uh, 
like I say, a very decorative plant. Okay. The the uh, in terms of the mosquitoes, though, well, those those plants in and by itself, the sweet annie and the lemongrass, are very effective uh, deterrents yeah. for uh, for mosquitoes. But the thing that I found that works the best is lemon balm. Okay. Okay, which is a an herb. It's in the mint family. It's a perennial. Uh, it uh, well, I say it's a perennial. It reseeds itself in the spring. Okay. Um, but if you're working in the garden and you have exposed skin, mm-hmm. or you know your face, you take a couple of leaves from the uh, lemon balm, crush again, crush them in your hand, and rub them over the exposed skin, and it'll be 90, 95% effective wow. in keeping this, the uh, mosquitoes away. Wow. That's, folks, that's worth the, the price of the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just those, those tips with lemon balm, lemongrass, and sweet annie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and, and again, the, the nice thing about it, like I say, it reseeds itself. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the benefit there for the reseeding, my wife enjoys... Uh, uh, feeding the birds, mm-hmm. okay, and you can attract vermin because True, of right, the falling right, right, seed right. into the thing. If you plant mint, catnip, or lemon balm in that same area where the bird feeders are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right, it'll keep the vermin away. Oh wow! It's very effective that way. Man, that sounds like a great plant. Oh, great plantings. We are almost out of time, Joe. A couple of more minutes, a couple more things I want to ask you really quick. We're, we're dealing with summer, all the issues, the, the heat, the drought, the, the mosquitoes, and how to keep our plants alive, what to do. But are there things now we need to kind of be looking for, preparing for the fall, which is, I guess, a, a, a bigger planting time? Absolutely. The, uh, this, is, this is the best time of the year to really... Uh, start your uh, fall plants. Uh, hmm. Things like uh, kale and mustard, um, uh, plants that are normally cool. Kohlrabi mm-hmm. uh, is one of my favorite plants. It produces a bulb, and you can treat it like a potato. You can treat it, you know, in, in a in a dozen different ways. It has a very unique flavor to it. But you start your seeds in the shade. Okay, which will uh, allow them to to grow slowly. Okay, right. So by the time you're ready to put them in the garden to get sun gotcha. and and treat them right, regularly, right, right. you're now into cool weather, like around October or so. Okay, and and this is a good time to start peas, for example. Uh, a lot of people don't even think of yeah doing it this this time. No, of the, I wouldn't. You know, yeah, we think of that as a spring. You right. Know, job but uh, okay yeah that's the way to do it okay well and one other thing i had written down here and and i'm kind of interesting to find out what this means i I got a little note in my show here to ask that says something about fooling the bugs and replanting well fooling the bugs is uh is a way to you know keep the plants healthy if plants healthy if you have good soil and if you have good nutrition and I'm not talking about chemical fertilizers. I'm talking about, oh, compost and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have a healthy plant, and they're going to be able to fend off 
most of the bugs. Oh, okay. But you can do things like, as an example, uh, I was talking about the sweet annie. You can intersperse that around in the garden, and that's very effective in keeping away bugs. Um, also, uh, interplanting, uh, for example, planting basil mm-hmm. with uh, tomato plants okay. is, a, is, a, is effective in keeping certain bugs away from the tomatoes. Interesting. Plus, when you get ready to make your spaghetti sauce, you've got you them right got, there. You've got everything right there. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And, and the idea of replanting, uh, I, I, I had a friend of mine come up to me the other day and he said, hey, my zucchini plants are all dying and, and uh, they've got holes in them. They've got bugs all over the place. Uh, caterpillars are yeah, in the yeah. stem. Well, the thing to do is just rip that thing out, get rid of it, okay? Because you're not going to be able to save right, it. Right, right. And again, you've got plenty of time right now to replant that plant, but uh-huh. do it in a different location. Okay. Or do it in a location. Get it started and transfer it over. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you'll you'll be able to get zucchini and squash and things like that before the season ends. Mm. Couple of seconds. So if if we do have plants that are dead, dying, beyond repair, kind of example like that, best thing to do is just just just, ta- just take out. it out and get rid of it and exactly. cut, cut your losses and not let maybe the bugs or disease or something spread. And when you and when you're ready to plant the seeds, take the seeds and and soak them in warm water overnight, hmm. and that will that will give you a week's jump oh, wow. on germination. Wow! So that'll that'll save you some time. Another great tip, I tell you. We're going to have Joe on, I think, regularly to to give <laughs> us uh, some information here. But uh, seriously, the. Uh, Lemon balm, the lemongrass, and the sweet annie, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, that's worth charging for right there, that, that bit of news, because mosquitoes are definitely aggravating. And uh, with all the diseases that they can carry, too, we want to keep those little, little, little pesky things away. You got it. So uh, Joe Belsand with us, again, uh, organic gardener, foodscaper. He writes the gardening column for the county's Golden Gazette newspaper. Another great, interesting show. And thanks to uh, Joe for being on with us again on Fairfax 50+. Plus. Don't forget now, you can follow Joe's column in the Golden Gazette each month. You can also contact him by email at foodscaper at hotmail.com with any questions that you may have about gardening. To find county services for older adults, recreation, community engagement opportunities, you can call 703-324-7948. TTY number is 711, Monday through Friday. Or you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. And when you're on that webpage, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper and also Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. Again, thanks for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus, produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.